Hey, welcome to another episode of Level 99, and I'm your host, Pete. Podcast about all things tech-related, IT, engineering, cloud, you name it. Thanks for tuning back in this week. And I do have one huge favor to ask all of you. If you don't mind sharing this podcast with friends or colleagues, or even just posting a review in depending on what platform you're on, Apple Musics or whatever, I would really appreciate that. And that would go such a long way in supporting this podcast. So thank you. One thing that I was noticing in my current job was the term service account. Now we all use it and it's kind of an industry standard on the purpose of it. But it's kind of interesting to see how some people might not know what it is in that it goes by so many different names. Well, I take that back. It, if you say service account in any job that you're in, it's pretty clear cut and paste on what it is, right? Regardless of what line of work you're in, let's say security, IT, engineering, developer, uh, you name it, you all are going to be interacting with service accounts. So what is a service account, right? Like what's the purpose of it? So the service account's main job is having like a additional account, let's say an LDAP account, right? Like you're gonna log into Google and instead of linking your Google account to YouTube, you use that account instead. So why? It's more of a security feature, if anything. You wanna have a service account if it has to interact with two services and you wanna limit its exposure as best as you can. And the off chance if the account or the application gets compromised, you are then able to remediate a lot faster because that account only has access to its one job. Does that make sense? The most common use case of a service account you will see quite often would be probably for a mail server. For instance, I have a Jira product for those of you who might know what Jira is, and I want it to communicate with the mail server so it can send out emails if anything gets updated or changed or or if you just want to, if you send a comment and you have in your project that you want to get notified or any of that other stuff, you would have to authenticate using an account. The worst thing you want to do is actually use your own account and kind of leave it there. It's okay to test with your own account, your own credentials, if you just want to do a quick test to see if things are working. But in the long run, you want to make sure you put in a request for a service account. And most times, if you ask for this, they know exactly what to do because you're saying, hey, I just need a service account to authenticate against LDAP. They're just going to give you a very limited user account with a very long password. It's not going to be like 10 characters or whatever. Like in my one of the old ones that I used to manage, it was something ridiculous, like 25 characters and it had to be in a specific set of like special characters, uppercase, lowercase, you name it. Like it was this whole ordeal just to rotate passwords. And on top of that, most times, depending on the company, you would have to rotate that password either every six months or annually. So it kind of just depends, but it's good to keep that in the back of your mind. My old company that I worked at, it was a, it was an interesting one. Um, I would always find Easter eggs. So I was working one day and I noticed that LDAP 
in the mail server and it was something else that was connecting like a two third party applications together it, everything just started not to work and i couldn't figure out why i was checking the logs and i kept seeing this username pop up over and over and over again and i was like okay well let's see what this is so i grabbed the username and i put it in the outlook address book to see like maybe someone's trying to running a job and they're just just really slamming our products and nothing was coming up in the outlook so luckily i was friends with one of the internal ad guys so i messaged him I was like hey man can you do me a favor I'm having a bunch of issues with prod right now and i'm seeing this username can you look this up for me if it's a service account so they do and they come back saying hey that account actually does not exist it that user is no longer part of the company so the previous administrator and the owners of the product thought it was a good idea to put their personal account all over the applications. And the other reason why this is a bad thing is because when you leave or let's say you switch positions or whatever, and it's time to rotate passwords, no one's going to know, right? No one's going to remember to do that. With the service account, you get automated emails and notifications from uh, whatever department that owns it. Hey, it's going to expire. Remember, change it in 30 days change it in 20 days, whatever. So by just having that service account there, it would have prevented one, a very simple outage from ever happening. And two, it would have been more secure because his account had access to a lot of things. So on the off chance we would have been compromised, they could have easily leveraged that account to access other products and applications. And you'll see service accounts not just only being used for applications like I just mentioned but as well as let's say in scripting and automation I had one job that I love to use quite frequently to run maintenance on a certain product so instead of me logging into it and doing it I created a service account on the application to run the maintenance that I needed I have a couple of buddies actually that are very into coding and developing and I know that they use service accounts for a lot of products that they're designing. I can't really get into nitty gritty of it, but I can kind of give you a rough overview of what the work is so they kind of get a better understanding of what service accounts can do even in that aspect. So they're trying to design a, I think a mobile app for their company. And he was telling me how he need a service account to do authentication, not just with SSO, but as well as working with their internal servers to pull certain data and analytics. So again, instead of using their own accounts, they're using a service account that has very limited access to pull this data that they need into the, into the mobile app for the company. It's kind of fascinating. Now, I, mean, I personally enjoy having service accounts because if you name them properly, it is very easy to identify what they were for and to go in and resolve and update passwords. There was this one time where we were being notified about two service accounts that were expiring. I went and dove deep. I couldn't figure out where this account was or what it was for. I checked our internal documentation. There was nothing on it, nothing about it. It was infuriating because I couldn't figure this out. I spent maybe like a solid week just, you know, checking every corner lifting every rock of every product that we owned and manage i spoke with the team that sent me a notification see maybe there's a description there nothing i couldn't figure out where it was i reach out to you know I tell my team i'm like hey i've been trying to figure this out and i can't figure it out there is 
literally no information based on this. So one of the senior architects on the team tells me, hey, I've actually repurposed that and I use it for Jenkins to do this job. So just let me know what the password is if you change it so we can change, uh, keep it for our scripts or the pipeline that we're doing. I was like, yeah, sure, no worries. So, you know, once the password got rotated, I provided it to them. I had then requested that the team that managed the service accounts, if they could kindly put in a description of what that purpose was and to what project. So next time, then we get an email about this account and we are wrecking our heads like, hey, what was this for? Like, I know we use this for something, but what was the use case for this? There's, if you go ask them, there's going to be some description to help you kind of find your way again. But most importantly, it is also best practice to keep these things documented because you don't understand how many times I've had to rotate a password and I would forget. So once you start writing this down and documenting all your work, it is a life saver. You just go in, you yank it, you go to the product or wherever it's hosted, change the password, move on and go about your day. But the last thing I want to say about service accounts before we end for today is if there's anything you'll remember, make sure you give it the least amount of access that you need. Don't get a service account and give a full-blown permissions like a normal user. Please don't do that. That is the last thing you should ever do. There should literally be the rule of thumb is one service account, one task. So that's a quick little episode for today about what service accounts are. I know when I first started on my journey, I had kind of trouble grasping that concept. So hopefully you all have a better understanding of what this is. And as always, until next week, take care.